Welcome to Old Men Play Fate, an actual play podcast set in the multiverse of Luther Arkwright. The last thing you remember is the back blast of the brass cracking scattering your ships like toys. As you black out, you awake in an office room, uh, a two-tier room. In the centre is a large ornate fountain. Uh, a large cluster of people sit on the floor in the remains of what appears to be a Christmas party. There's steps leading up at the uh, sides of the room and you are uh, on the bottom floor and the upper floor runs all the way around the room. It appears to be some kind of uh, meeting office space and as you're um, as you get more accustomed to where you are um, no doubt you'll have realised the clue that I gave you on the oh, yes. picture which game is this right so this is what it looks like uh, around you hi Dave uh, fate uh, around you walk a bunch of terrorists carrying machine guns. Uh, you you sit at the back. Unfortunately, you're not the heroes. You're the four guys at the back. In the upper right corner of your vision uh, blinks a little LED display and uh, it currently has the number zero next to it. Uh, the... The main guy in the suit, who has a beard and a German accent, is shouting for everybody to sit down. Uh, and you're all uh, you're all pushed together in the centre of the room, as you can see there, and told to sit still. The uh, the display in your head uh, has a little scrolling bar comes to life aside the little number zero, and it says. Um, you must assist the maverick cop in dealing with the terrorists, but you mustn't be discovered to be helping them. And the first thing you realise is you're in the Nakatomi Tower, um, and it's been taken over by uh, Hans Gruber and uh, a bunch of uh, terrorists. <laughs> so... So give us one quick line about what your doll's like that you're in. Uh you work in a in the for the Nakatomi Corporation uh in an office building. So who are you in, Bracey? I'll be in the little Japanese looking guy with the glasses. Okay. So and what's he called? You're in that this guy here in the centre. Yep. Right, uh, Andy. Uh, what's your doll? Ah, uh, you, you can't say, mate. I'm I'm the janitor that just asked us to bring some supplies up for the bar, so I'm just off off picture <laughs> to the right. Off camera to the right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'm called and I'm called Todd or Ted or Summit because they can never remember me name. Ah, uh, Summit with a T though. Aye. Uh, Right, um, and Dave, who who are you in this time? I'm the waiter. You're in the waiter. Right, you've all got this little LED display in inside your vision. Uh, 
and the the uh, the guys with the submachine guns are, are forcing people to the ground. Um, so they they all push you down, uh, sitting on the floor, uh, and the hands the main guy gives a speech. There's several uh, of the terrorists going backwards and forwards into the lift shafts and things like that, uh, and they're disappearing off with various items of equipment. Uh, you're not sure why. Uh, there's, there's a guard that remains. There's two guards that remains that, that walks around the central group and Hans takes position in an office off to the side. And Can we... Or is, do we recognise each other's dolls or do we not know yet? You will be able to recognise each other's dolls. Um, you you go out like a little heads-up display. When you look round on your, your thing, it'll sort of ping to, to let you know which one which ones are which. So this has kind of been inspired by uh, the Sean Bean, Sean Bean Quest kind of game. So it's not, you know, not strictly your standard fake game. Um, so you're all sitting down and uh, the LED display in the corner of your vision comes up and it says uh, uh, you must get free of the room without raising any suspicion. What would you like to do? Does he, does he look like he stopped giving his speeches or is he better launch it or someone no, Yes. He's given all of his speeches. Uh, several of the uh, the guys with the guns have gone off down in the elevator uh, and he's currently moved into the office at the back. So there's there's basically uh, three guys with some machine guns like walking around, keeping an eye on you and making sure that you don't go anywhere. So, heroes, what we're going to do, you need to uh, get out of the get out of the throng and, and off into the building. Do our dolls, and hence us, have any recognition of the plans for this room and the exit stuff, or the you know the building in general? Uh, yeah, you'll have a general. You'll have a general knowledge of the building. Um, it's a large multi-story office park, so you you will be able to find your way out. Okay. Um, are the guys standing, or you know, close to any all the exits, or are the exits which are unguarded, or they're walking around? They're, they're kind of walking around, circling the room. What's the hand? What's the chances of ducking behind the bar when they're not looking? Because there'll be a service entrance out the back of the bar. That's the way I came in. Yes, there is. There's a service entrance. Um, it will be pretty pretty good, um, I would imagine. 
you could probably time it so that you could dive out the back. Right, well that sounds like the best course of action, I think. Because I've left me little, me little cart of janitorial supplies just inside the... You know, like there's, there's like the little service room behind the bar and then there's the, the entrance onto the service stairs. I've left me little cart of supplies just in there in that cubby hole. Right. There might be something that mad cop can use. Yes, maybe there is. Uh, at the at the moment, the the maverick cop uh, doesn't seem to be a factor, um, but everybody's just being gathered up. Uh, right, so Dave, Bracey, are you are you trying to like shuffle together with Andy towards the back? Yep. Yep. Because I think the best thing is if we're gonna go, we'll go now before they do a proper head count. So uh you've got you've got a few janitorial items on you. Um Bracy, you may have a, a couple of small items in your pocket. Uh, uh and Dave, you're the barman, isn't that right? Dave? Yeah, yeah, I must have pressed the wrong button. Alright. Uh for some reason we don't have a sidebar and I don't know why. So I am busy trying to figure that out, but I've keep going. And maybe I've got to reload the reload the window, possibly. Ah, yes, I have to reload the window now. Right, so uh, uh, some sort of distraction, possibly, so you can duck out. Any pl any ideas? We need, to, we need to figure out one or two of these women who will start screaming hysterically. What the? Is that a mouse? Right, so so you're going to, to start screaming, is that a mouse? Uh, no, I'm just, just thinking um, silently out loud. You're thinking silently out loud. Speaking out loud, but silently, if you know. What I'm yeah. Right. So, so come on, give us a plan. What, what, what are we actually doing? Like, what mm. would James Bond do? They'd probably all be dead by now. There is James Bond. <laughs> All right then. We take. We've got bottles of champagne. Yeah. We take the wire cages off. We give them a damn good shaking. Roll them along the silently across the floor, and let the bottles pop. And then um, might that cause a distraction? Uh, it's worth a go. Uh, right, uh, Dave the barman, go on. Give us a sneaky roll. Right, so, uh, you're basically, you're whispering to each other, George says, I've still got hold of one of these bottles of champagne. He tries to roll it across the, uh.
<laughs> and the GM is rolling excellently again. Right, so Dave, you, you surreptitiously sneak the, the wire cage off uh, and roll it across the floor. Um, it, bottle of damn good first. Right, uh, yeah, at the moment, like everybody's still milling about because the, the, they've been given the speech and what have you. Um, so the, the bottle rolls across the floor, bumps into the steps. Uh, there's a loud pop and a swoosh as firstly the cork bounces off the window um, and then the the terrorist guys with the guns all spin round um, to see what the noise and the rattle was. Time uh, to go. Everybody uh, in the, the general car goes, ah! like that, um, makes noises like that, uh, and Andy dives out of the window, uh, dives out the window, dives out to the service entrance at the back. We right, make a quickness roll then. Right, um... Two of the guards seem to have uh, run over to, to this bottle, um, but you dive out through the, the door, um, but it appears that uh, you weren't quick enough to uh, beat one of the guards. Yet a few seconds, uh, two or three seconds later, you can hear hear him coming towards us as the door's like just swinging slightly. So it, it appears that somebody's saying that the door's Swinging. They didn't see you dive out through the door, um, but it looks like somebody's heading over to investigate. That's all right. I shall pull him up out of me cart and stick it through the handles of the door so he can't get out. Get in, you mean? Well, so that the guard can't get out here with us. Right. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, so Andy jams him up. Um, through the handle, um, and then you're like, shh, 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 and you, you creep off uh, down the corridor, yeah? Mm-hmm. Right, there's a there's a rattling noise as somebody's obviously banging on the door, trying the door, um, and then he says something in German, um, and uh, then, then it goes quiet again. Well, other than the fact that there's a, a big crowd of people making noise on the other side. Right, you sneak down the corridor, the little display in your top right-hand side of your vision uh, blinks and then changes to a 1. Right, so you, you, you creep down the, the corridor a fair distance away and then you can uh, c- uh, actually converse with each other uh, properly. Right. Uh, next up, the uh, the little LED in your vision uh, scrolls a log, and it says, um, "Get, uh, get Tony the detonators." Uh, you vaguely remember that there was. Uh, a black a black bag um with some detonators in that was in one of the offices um that the terrorists had done it was like dumped on a desk 
Um, and you hear, you hear uh, one of the guys, uh, he's got an American accent, uh, and he says, Tony, I think you forgot the detonators. You're supposed to have them with you. Uh, and the other guy with the German accent says, Ah, it's fine. Uh, I forgot to bring it. I'll get them later on. They're not important. Right. From our, our knowledge of the building, yes. do we know if there's a way that we can get round to the office where these detonators are? Well, um, there's some air ducts. Apparently, the, the whole building is crisscrossed with air ducts. Um, as evidenced in the movie, there seems to be air ducts everywhere. Uh, so there's a lot of ventilation places you could crawl into. Uh, or you could go above the ceiling. Maybe. I need some heroic plans from you. I know it's putting you on the spot a bit. So we've got to get this bloke Tony to take the detonators. Yeah, apparently he's forgotten the detonator bag. And for some reason... Uh, he needs the the bag full of detonators, uh, like down. He's currently down in the the basement, further down. So you need to uh, swipe the detonators and then somehow get the detonators to him. Right. So it's all duct ducts into the office. Then sneak into the lift shaft. There should be ladders leading down and up, down to the basement. As long as nobody's frozen them down the um, the bottom of the lift shaft, should be okay. So, so, so you got to get the. How are you going to get in the office to get the bag? I think we might have to use the um, the, the air ducts. It's easy. We'll nip, we'll nip through the kitchen. We'll grab something that's, you know, like, like hook shape or claw shape or something. We'll follow our ties together, make a rope out of it, drop it down through through one of the airlifts, grab the bag, which we'll probably won't. Right. Or die horribly, one of the two. <laughs> What we'll want is one of them handy things for draining pasta. You know the thing that looks like a hand on a stick? Yes. Mm. Yes, I love this. So you, you nip off to the, uh, the the nearest kitchen and grab one of those pasta draining claw doofers. Ah, yep. And then who... There's always a ball in the handle that can tie this, like, tie warp throat. Yes, and then who who's gonna climb along the climb along the ceiling? Oh, sorry, you're going through the vent ducts, aren't you? Whoever's the smallest, hell, I'll do it. Andy, uh, or Todd, or Terry, or Thomas, whatever his name is, something starting with a T. He um, 
he, he whips up this improvised device, uh, tying tying it through the hole in the handle, and then, uh, Brissy, you make a crawl through the uh, duct, and I think that that's going to be flashy. Give us a flashy roll. You're not very flashy, um, but you do manage to get uh, above the room. Um, the ventilation duct comes up high next to the ceiling, and you can see the the, the black canvas bag that that was mentioned on the desk. Um, and there's currently uh, two guys standing with machine guns. They're not facing you, but they're standing talking to each other in this office. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to run out of distraction, aren't we? Um, can I shuffle back to a point where I can let one of the other lads know this and say we're going to need a distraction? No, certainly. Um, or, or, am I going to be able to get the grate open without them noticing? That would be, be that would be obvious. pretty sneaky for you to do that. No, I've only got sneaky too. You got sneaky too, but you have got three fate points. Um, just for for whatever reason, they haven't transferred on this thing. So I'm going to sort that out as we're playing. Is there an office either side of this office? I'm sure there is, yes. Right. I will... Right, you, you've crawled back to Andy and Dave so that you can actually discuss the uh, discuss the plan. Yes, there's an I, office I, to this side. Okay. Uh, Andy is the most familiar with the ducts because obviously he's the janitor. Hmm, okay. We'd, we need something in one of these offices either side so that we cause destruction so the guards might run out and I can quickly nip down or, you know, what the thing and grab this bag up. Um, is there anything special about these in the offices either side? Them or They're just, uh, just general offices. standard offices with a 1980s computer, uh, a desk and uh, a swivelly chair on it. Right. What do you reckon, lads? Shall I just try and shimmy across to the far one? And if there's no guards in there, I'll try and see if there's anything I can make a distraction in there for, or? Well, if it would help, I could always get some kit out of the cart. I'm sure I must have some, some toilet rolls in there, uh, and maybe a, a can of that. You know that sort of alcoholy based stuff you use for getting rid of chewing gum or things? Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That That's right. This is the way, you know, you need to, to think about this. Yeah, there's definitely something like that. And if we sprayed a bit of that on the toilet roll and then lit it, got into the office next door and just bowled it down the corridor, you know, so it like unravels, the only thing we're missing is an Andrex puppy. <laughs> 
then hopefully, as it goes trundling down the corridor, unrolling and sort of sparking and flaming and smoking a bit, they're going to be more interested in that than you reaching down and lifting the bag. I am, of course, open to ideas. No, I love this plan. It's got just the right amount of crazy, in my opinion. Right, there. Yeah, we've got some fear points and character tokens, and we've got a fear point pile. Shocking. Right, so... Oh, okay. uh, I... Right, so a brace sh shuffles these back into the ventilation shaft, and then um, you're going to make this incendiary device, Andy. Is that correct? Ah, uh, yeah. And, and you're going to try and sneak through the ventilation shafts the other way. Aye, to the office next door to the one that we need to lift this bag out of. Right. Okay. And Dave, do you have any? Any barman related plans? So you'll probably have a corkscrew on your pocket, you know, like one of them fallen corkscrew things or uh Yeah, yeah. Well I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm open to suggestions. Right, well, um I guess you could just stand guard and then throat punch people with it if they get too close. Right, so so you both set off into the ducts. Um, they're dark uh, and shiny silver, uh, and they smell pretty bad. So, Andy, you you get round to the other side and you construct your thing. I think you should give me a flashy roll as you uh, light this and then hurl it down the down down the corridor or in or the in the office or. Yeah, well, what I want to do is I want to open the door just enough to get a toilet roll through. Light it. And then just bowl it down the corridor. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's a flashy roll. There you go. And I'm hoping the two guards, you know, obviously then shut the door again sharply, but quietly. Yes. And I'm hoping the two guards will be distracted enough by this thing coming sort of smoking past them. Oh, it's a three. It's good. Okay, so Andy lights it. Uh, he clicks the lighter dramatically and it doesn't light. He does it two or three times before it catches, of course, because, you know, that's the way 80s movies work. Um, <laughs> as he curses under his breath, just get click, 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 click. Uh, he, it catches fire and he slips the door open and, and rolls it past. Uh, and the two guards go, uh, is lost! Uh, and they the turn and, and run towards the the flaming toilet roll tube. I appreciate it's your chance. You need, you need to do this quickly. <clears throat> okay. Oh, it's good. It's a two. So you uh, you cast out your um, pasta drainer net uh, <laughs> and, and it falls on the bag and you pull it, uh, but you pull it just too fast and it, it doesn't catch. So it slips off onto the thing. So you quickly wind it back in, and then you take a second cast, uh, of course, because the first cast never cast the first cast never catches in these things. Uh, and then it snags the handle, um, and you you slowly drag it off the desk, uh, and then give it a quick yank, and you manage to pull the bag uh, with the detonators uh, up into the up into the ventilation system. 
Cool. I make sure I close the close the um, the little latch thing. You know, before I uh, shuffle off back down the corridor. Right. So you all meet back up at the other end of the corridor. Um, Dave's standing there, standing guard with his corkscrew held as a uh, held as like a crude uh, knuckle duster. Um, and then basically, uh, what's the plan? Is it's down to the down to the lift shaft? Because at this point, at this point, all of the phone lines and the elevators have been disabled. How many levels do we do we know we've got to go down, or roughly? Um. Well, the guy was in the basement. Tony was in the basement. Interacting down one of the fire escapes, or well, we could, but can we guarantee there won't be any terrorists lurking around on fire escapes? That's all I was thinking. I think it's unlikely you're going to find a terrorist dangling on the end of a rope in the middle of a lift shaft. Do you <laughs> have ladders on the inside? Yeah, yeah. There's, um... You, you, you can force the uh, lift doors open uh, and climb down. It's a long way down. A long way down. Nobody's got fear of heights or anything, have they? No, Ooh. we're not that daft. Right, so you uh, you force the, the lift shaft doors open and like a, a looming deep shaft uh, disappears down into the darkness because all of the emergency lights are off on the shaft. Oh, I think I should definitely get a bonus to one of my aspects, which is considering I've got the my life is an 80s action movie aspect. And it literally is an 80s action movie. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, well, you descend down this lift shaft. You're not entirely sure how far down you need to go, however. Um, so, the, you notice that all of the terrorists are carrying walkie-talkies as well. Um Okay. Well, I presume we just keep going down till we get to the bottom. Right. You spend uh, the next ten minutes or so um, heading down um, until you reach uh, near the basement, um, and you, uh, you you'd overheard him saying that. Uh, the phone lines were cut, so you had a rough idea where he was. Um, and then you you come round uh, and you see a, a blonde... You hide around the corner, you see the blonde guy uh, wearing glasses, uh, carrying a bag with some tools in, uh, and he's heading up from the main server room that was down in the basement. 
So now, what is the plan? If only one of you is new hypnosis. <laughs> um, what What's the plan now then, gentlemen? Sure, because if we're supposed to be giving these debt or getting the detonators to this guy, obviously they know who all their members of their group is, so we won't be able to impersonate one of them. So, mm. all right, plastic band coin, shoot the um, um, the coin. Um, where he's not facing, so he turns out, and then when he's when he goes to investigate, we shove the bag out. Right. I think that would be a flashy approach. Well, won't be me, like, because I'm like I'm I'm shit. At who's who's very flashy? Who's cinematic? I've got two. Okay, Flea, I guess it's you that's up for the flashiness. So you take the coin, you pull it back in the elastic band like a, a small child, you hold it between thumb and forefinger, and you fire the coin into the darkness. <laughs> okay. And I get minus one. Right, so uh, uh, the guy, Tony, um, uh, turns around as he hears this uh, coin twang off into the darkness. And uh, then what do you do? Who's got the bag? Do you ever use sliding the bag? Yeah, I slide the bag out. We'll see it when he turns. Make sure we talk. Don't see what's on it. Yeah. Um, right, you slide the bag out. Uh, it, shoo, it slides across the floor uh, and lands uh, just behind him in the corridor. Uh, and then you all uh, quickly dive for cover as he spins round. So can I give you a sneaky roll, please? Right, I get a zero. Um, you can spend fate points afterwards if you can give me a justification. Uh. Right, so uh, Dave and Bracey, they, you dive around the corner, um, uh, but Andy's just uh, is lagging behind you. Can't you spend a fate point to re-roll something? Uh, you can. You can, you can spend a fate point for a re-roll, or you can spend a fate point to add plus two with justification. But if you just want to do the re-roll, yeah, you can just spend a fate point. Right, hang on a minute. Right, hold on. Where's the... 
Where's the fifth point bag gone? Um, it's just that pile underneath the Nakatomi Tower. Ah, right, right, right. Yes, no problem. I will say it. Can you actually move those fifth points? Yes, you can. Hurrah! Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? I was behind them. Right. So, so you were at the back, Andy, uh, and your foot, your foot was just, just too slow getting back. Um, but just as he's spinning round, he catches his foot on the bag of detonators, and his head is like in slow motion spinning exactly where your foot was. But then he catches his foot and looks down and sees the open bag of detonators. Um, uh, Hans is like. Tony, they're telling me you don't have the detonators. Are you kidding me at this point? And he's like, he goes, uh, uh, no, Hans, I have them. I've got them with me. Uh, and then picks them up. Uh, then sort of like looks backwards and forwards as if to say, where have they come from? <laughs> but then <laughs> doesn't look a gift horse in the mouth. Horse in the mouth. Uh, and the little counter in your corner goes up two. Uh, two. Right. Tony, the guy, uh, shoulders the bag with the detonators in uh, and and heads off up into the building. Uh, what, what what you plan on doing now? Do you have anything planned or are you just going to hide out somewhere? Does our readout not say anything else? Not at the moment. You seem to have a couple of minutes to get it sorted out. Um, well, alright, we've got two choices. We can either hide out where we are, or we can try and get out one of the service entrances and go and call the police. I checked my pocket for Nokia 3310, Rich. <laughs> you don't have a Nokia 3310. <laughs> right, okay, after a couple of minutes, um, the uh, the little readout in your the corner of your vision, which now says two, then switches back to the scroll thing, and then it says, uh, convince Ellis to make a deal with the terrorists. Um, your doll remembers, Ellis is a, a short, smarmy guy um, who is up in the group uh, with the other guys. Um, and he was sitting at the back near the fountain next to uh, Holly, who has the big 80s hair. <laughs> oh, that means we're going to have to climb all the way back up the lift shaft. Uh. Right, so you climb back up the lift shaft. As you do, um, you hear a, a bunch of gunfire Um and that, that's from lower down. Um, and then your little your little readout says, uh, McLean has the detonators as it scrolls across your vision. You climb all the way back to the top again, up through the service elevator. You haven't seen any other terrorists. Um, and you're back to, you manage to get back to where the, you managed to block the door with a mop. Okay, um, 
can we sneak a peek between the doors if there's a crack? See if we can see where the guards are. Right, okay. Um, you, you you carefully pull the mop from where Andy had jammed it in between the door handle. Uh, and you just open the door the, the tiniest fraction. Uh, there seems to be a, a lot of consternation. Um, uh, the people that are in the centre look cowed, but the the guys holding the guns are, are running about, and uh, the guy, Hans, who's the leader in the office, is, is seems to be shouting dejectedly at uh, a guy with long blonde hair holding a Stur August machine gun. And they seem to be having some kind of argument in the background. So they're, they're quite distracted. You scan the crowd, and you see... Uh, this Ellis guy with a beard uh, in the black suit, uh, cowering next to the, cowering next to the fountain. All right. Um, what do you reckon, lads? Could be the best, best role to get him to convince him. Could be a clever role or flashy. No, I've got an even good idea, better idea than that. Two of us sneak up near him. And we'll start and I'll, we'll start a comp- yeah we'll start talking between us so buddy can hear us all say I've got a great idea to save our lives we could do a deal with him a man really good at doing deals and he's probably yes. one of these sneaky bastards who takes other people's you know yes because obviously Dave the person who, who manages to do this deal will be a big hero mm. and even more than that. Won't get killed by the terrorists. Yeah, he absolutely will not get killed by the terrorists at all. What's the cunning plan then? You, you've you've seen that you can. There's quite a commotion going on, so you can probably, with a sneak roll, sneak back in. Um, are all three years going back in? Uh, it only needs two. Yeah, the, the, basically they have a conversation near them, talking to each other about how how good an idea they've got an idea of making a, um, a deal with them, and he's probably one of these smarmy cheating buggers who likes to um, steal other people's ideas. Yeah, because yeah. if they manage to pull this off, oh, you'd probably be VP within at least oh two years, wouldn't it, Dave? Alright, so these are two sneakiest people, and I've only got a sneak. You want to go sneak of what? I've got a sneak of one. Okay. Who's 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 feeling sneaky? No, I've got a sneak of two. Andy? I've got a sneak of two, so I'll go if that's what people want. Right, so you cho- you try to choose an, an opportune moment. Uh, like I said, everybody seems agitated. Um, uh, and at least one of the terrorists seems to have been killed by the Maverick cop. Um, so you, you, you slip the, uh, service door open and you slide in at the back. So let's have a sneaky roll. Now roll and see if the guard notices you. What, mate? I was here the whole time. Oh, 
and I get a zero. So the guards are so distracted they don't notice as you slip in round the back of the fountain and then work your way uh, slowly through the crowd. They're all still sitting on the floor. Um, do you not? Do you not mind as we just fling the door open and walk in whistling? Yes. <laughs> and the guards are completely oblivious to you. We walk in and we own the place, which we do. Right, you work your way around to the other side, next to uh, who, the, who you, your doll recognises is Ellis. He's a small, weedy-looking uh, guy in, with a, a black beard and a black suit, and he's sitting, his back's against the uh, fountain, uh, and he's literally shivering in fear. He's an absolute tool. He's as much use as a chocolate fire guard. <laughs> So, give us your pitch then, gentlemen. You side look next to him. Yeah, and he, he's literally shivering in fear. Yeah, me and Andy will just have a conversation between ourselves. Yes, go on Quite then. Enough so, it does, so it doesn't, you know, alert the guards, but so that he can hear it, like Debbie said, where... Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, oh, no, 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 you don't get over that easy. Come on, let's have this conversation then, oh. Mr. Roleplayer. <laughs> you know what we need here, don't you? What? We need some brave fella to try and make a deal with the terrorists. Because that's the only way we're going to get out of here in one piece. Oh, yeah, but I mean, do you think, yeah. I mean, what do you think they're for? Do you think the Northern's like. Millions in the vault upstairs, or what? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. They seem pretty well organised. Yeah, I suppose so. And, and if, I, I mean, mean you, you never and, know. The, the bloke who makes the deal might even be able to get into the vault yourself while nobody's looking. And then be. he could always blame it on the terrorists. And of course, the bloke who's really, really helpful to the terrorist is going to be the one who's definitely walking out of here in one piece. Right, this Ellis is yeah. seems to perk up a little bit. Uh, Andy, give me a clever roll. Not the problem. Give me a second. A clever roll. I don't. Nice. Right, um, so so Ellis uh, is obviously paying attention, uh, and you can see his beady little eyes. You can see things ticking over, um, and he's like, "But, but what would you what would you say to them?" I mean, obviously, you know, I'd be right behind you and everything. I don't know. I mean, you know, like see, we negotiate multi multi million dollar deals every day in this place. It should be easy to, you know. Deal with these scumbags. I mean, it, 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 it's it's going to take somebody way above my pay grade. I mean, I'm only the janitor. What would I know? I mean, I'm 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 no executive. I'm not good at, at, at making multi-million dollars. Oh yeah, you're Tony, aren't you? Or, or, or Theo, or uh, something like that. Start with a T, anyway. Aye, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I mean, even if you just go pairship, you know. With, with their plans, if if the if they're right, they're here for the fault, you know. The guy who like stands up and 
and trying to negotiate to get everybody out safely, there'll be VP within a couple of months, you know, and the company cares for the, the people who work for them. And I mean, let's face it, he's going to be the guy who's on the news, getting the commendations from the police and from the mayor. And the women? I mean, it's going to be worth a rise, if no else. Uh, and this he says, you know what, you're right, it needs somebody, somebody like me. Uh, and he, he straightens his tie and he stands up and he, he pulls his shirt collar and he's like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, uh, I think you need, uh, I think you need to take me in to see the boss there. Uh, and the, the guy comes over the machine and goes, sit down. And he goes, no, no, I've definitely, I can tell you exactly what's happening. Uh, the woman with the big perm looks round anxiously at him. Um, uh, and the guard grabs him and pulls him from, the crowd of people and pushes him towards the uh, the office, uh, and he he strides in, and the door closes behind him. While this is going on, are the other guards watching the guard in Ellis? Yes, it's 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 a little bit of a distraction. Um, right, then we'll use that opportunity, me and Andy, and unfuck through the door. Right. Okay. Give us a sneaky roll. Oh, why am I rolling sneaky? I'm opposing your sneaky. And as you usual, should, you should have stuck with the sneaky. I should have stuck with the sneaky. <laughs> as usual, the yeah, uh, as usual, you managed to slip round past the fountain, uh, and Dave holds the door open, and you literally nip through the door. Have uh, you noticed how this totally unbiased electronic interface hates JMs? Yeah, completely. <laughs> Absolutely That's hates it. You're the one, because he knows the other one likes JMs. Right, so you get back through the door. Um, are you are you mopping the door again? Oh, I. Yeah, so you, you mop the door shut uh, and take a couple of minutes breather because obviously. Uh, the adrenaline's pumping at these guys running around with machine guns. I can't believe he fell for that. Oh, when we go through the door, I have a, I have a quick look around. Is there anything that, you know, weapon-wise, you know, like a big like knife for cutting lemons and stuff like that? A big knife for cutting lemons? You might have a little knife for cutting lemons. You're like, look, at Nakatomi Tower, we use a boy knife to cut lemons. <laughs> You know what I mean. Well, I mean, you can always you can always raid my cart for supplies. I've got a couple of them trigger sprays of bleach. <laughs> yeah, one on each hip, like the gunslinger. Correct. Yeah, so Andy's cart at the back. So any janitorial supplies you would like to, to cannibalise, I mean, with his permission, of course. By my guest, I mean, there's bound to be a large roll of bale and twine, because that always comes in handy. And some gaffer tape, because you get a plus one for gaffer tape. It's true, you do get a plus one for gaffer tape. I have my gold-plated fountain pen in my pocket. I'm going to use it to stab someone in a bar. Right, okay. Um, of course, there's no Cornish pasties lying around. Right, uh, 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 so around 15 minutes or so passes um, and do, do you decide to do anything else or are you uh, just hanging on to wait and see what happens? 
Um, did you say I've, I've, we, oh, I've got to get to my, what? I was, <clears throat> it's just something he said earlier, I must said, because I know he said we've seen the movie, but I was wondering if, you know, we're in this timeline, but, but it's still like a movie, so we know what would roughly happen next. Um, yeah, you kind of do actually. Um, you don't know why, um, but you do. It does actually kind of make a, a, a sense. Um, like all my stuff, it will all make sense in the end. I promise. Well, you, you know, I think I hear the ups, the upper upper floors of being remodeled could hide out there. <laughs> right. Uh, then the next thing that pops up after a while, it's about twenty minutes later. Uh, the next LED you get is um, retri- oh, you, you, after speaking to Ellis you get another little plus one pops up in the corner and the next thing that pops up is uh, retrieve a gun so um, retrieve a gun from downstairs it says This man's back down the lift shaft again. I'm cancelling my gym membership. <laughs> right. Um, as you head back down to the lift shaft, there's a a, a a massive. There's an explosion. There's an explosive sound from outside, um, and then there's a massive explosion. Uh, that rocks the foundations of the building, the whole building swears, uh, and a gout of fire shoots up the lift shaft in front of you. Um, okay. Previous to this, we didn't see anything drop past us in the lift shaft, did we? Uh, yeah, something just something shot past and you went, oh, what was that? It looked like a computer tied to a chair. Oh crap! Right, uh, where's the newest set of doors or bloody air vent thing? Um, well, once the uh, the smoke and the fire and the explosion disappears, um, the most of the lift shaft is still intact. It's only at the bottom floor where it seems to have all blown out. Oh, that's not too bad. Can we still climb down there? Yes, you can still climb down. Uh, presumably, you can climb down as far as you need to get to. Um, uh, the the, uh, the little LED display says, uh, uh, correction, retrieve a pistol. <sighs> okay, we'll carry on down the left shaft. Right, you... you... Till we, till we reach the explosion area. <laughs> You, right, you carry on down the lift shaft, um, but it, it's you can't get all the way at the bottom because as it gets close to the explosion, it's it's damaged the the ladder and some of the doors. Um, so you you pop out on uh, what appears to be a maintenance level. Uh, there's lots of pipes running along the ceiling, along the floor. The place is steamy, as if there's a lot of um, as if there's a lot of uh, leaky pipes, but I mean it's a pretty high tech building. This shouldn't be it shouldn't be having this much steam. Um there's a bit of graffiti on some of the concrete and you hear two voices uh talking. 
Um, and one guy saying there, uh, uh, in an American accent, he's saying, No, you're one of them. Please, please don't kill me. Uh, and then you hear uh, another guy going, I'm not one of them. So what do you do? Is it below us or... No, no, it's on the same level. It's a head. It's a head and it appears to be in amongst all of this machinery and like uh, pipes and things like that that's on this maintenance level. Uh, and then the the guys seem have a little conversation and he says, no, no, we need to get the roof. It's just down this way. Uh, and he says, uh, the other guy who... Whose voice you hadn't heard before, uh, with an American accent, he says, uh, "No, no, go this way. Uh, trust me, they've got they've got them all over the place." What would you like to do? Right, from our knowledge, can we work out if Ward guys trying to get to the roof? Are they going to have to go past us, or is it you know perpendicular or the opposite direction? They're probably not going to go past you. I'm testing your movie knowledge now. Do you remember what happens at this point? Yes, I'm pretty sure it's Gruber and McLean. And McLean gives Gruber the gun, but there's no ammo in it. Right. And then... McLean walks off, Gruber goes to shoot him in the back. Uh, they have a, McLean calls him a dicker or something. Um, and then the blonde Aryan tit turns up and starts firing at McLean and chases him off. But I'm not sure if one of them drops a gun or not. I think he does. Could be totally wrong, but... Right, well, can you... Please give me clever rolls. Oh, that's not good for me. Or your character. <laughs> right. Um, George and uh, Cathcart, uh, you notice further along um, where there's like a piece of... Uh, panel and the divi- there's two dividers um, there's a, a handgun that's been placed down there on the corner um, the the voices are coming from round the corner to that, to the right but it's, the, it sounds like you're right on top of them well why don't we tip it over and just lift the gun then empty it and put a You're going to watch a film after this and you're going to go, damn it, man. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't care. I want to die hard too the other night if you'd put that one on. No, that's next year. Right. So (laughs) so go on then. Give us a sneaky roll. Um, You can literally hear them speaking round the corner. Yes, because McLean puts his 
I think he's mm. going on the thing, and when he look, steps up to look at the, um, to wonder why they're down here, I think, something like that, isn't it? Because he's looking at all the explosives and stuff. Yes. Later on. Yes, he's looking at the explosives. Uh, it's Gruber has put his gun down to look at the explosives um, and then tries to get back to it, but can't because it's apparently not there now. Right, as George Steve, Stevens sneaks over, uh, Davy sneaks over, and like literally, you know, when you're sidling along a wall, uh, sidles over, and there's a there's a gun that's been like propped in the corner of this panel. Um, so George uh, grabs hold of it, uh, and he's just behind him. Yes. Now I think if remembering the timeline is right, we can take this one because. McLean gives him one of his guns that he's got, but it's the empty one. Yeah, so oh, just so so George lifts the gun. Um, they've had a, a conversation, uh, and it, it's thrown him a pack of the cigarettes. Uh, and then he says, uh, uh, "You hear him in a German accent say, yippee ki motherfucker!'" Uh, and he pulls, and you hear click, 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 click. Um, at that point. Uh, and McLean's like, giving it like, you think I'd be stupid enough to give you a loaded gun? Just then there's a ding and the elevator opens. Uh, and you hear, hear McLean swearing, run off down the corridor, and then a whole load of automatic fire comes down the corridor after him. So, uh, the, the battle moves away from you um, into a, a series of computer officers further down the corridor. Um, there is... Uh, who's holding the gun? I am. Right. You hear a whole lot of automatic fire, uh, and then it, it moves, basically, away from you, but parallel to the side. Has there a radio updated yet? Um, it says... Uh, take take down the terrorist. What we're going to have the which terrorist or all of them or what? It just says take down a terrorist. Right, you hear him shout, shoot the glass, you fool! And then you hear, butter, 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 and then a whole load of breaking glass going on. What would you like to do now? Well, for supports, we're going to have to shoot that terrorist then. Right. Uh, it can't be Gruber or, or the uh, or the blonde guy because he's the yeah, the main body. It's, it's going to be some inconsequential arse that nobody misses or that or will affect the timeline. Or I'm watching too much Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> it don't break the timeline, yeah. Right. So who's doing what then? Because you're all like pressed up against pressed up against this. Uh, this block where Dave's got the gun at the front. Um, well, obviously the lifts are working again. 
Well, that lift um, is because obviously the terrorists have control of which lifts are turned on and which ones that that one's working. Well, shall we get in the lift or climb on top of the lift rather than bloody you know hand over hand up the bloody ladder up the side of it, and then we'll go up a few few levels and then maybe climb up one to get out and then find somebody to pop. Sounds good to me. Bob could throw a fate point in and the tourist steps in the lift. <laughs> what with the target painted on his forehead? No, you know no the tourist steps in the lift and I hold Flay's ankles and he just leans, round, leans down, grabs him by the neck and hauls him back through the top of the lift but the second <laughs> one steps in he goes, where's he gone? <laughs> right, so so you you come round the other side. Uh, you still see this firefight go on. Um, there's there's Hans and there is Carl uh, on the floor shooting away uh, at, at the glass and there's chattering everywhere. There's a third terrorist guy. McLean rolls out from behind the desk, takes a shot at him, but misses. David, pop this guy. How, or how far away is he from me, Richard? Is he facing the opposite direction? He's facing the opposite direction because they're trying to kill McLean. So, uh, how far away he's about he? 20 foot away. That's a long way. Watch your careful, Dave. I could do a quick... My, I could do my... Um... What you call it, the quick draw shoot? His quick draw shoot means the first attack he gets in a combat, he gets a plus two on. Because he's, he's well, got quick draw. Okay, that'll do. If you want right. to so, so, basically, McLean rolls out, uh, goes to shoot this guy this missed. This other guy looks like he's got McLean dead to rights with his machine gun. Quick, Dave, pop him. Bye. Right, go on then. Wow. Okay. Um... That's got a base difficulty of one because the guy is uh, unaware of you. So, uh, Dave, you, you shoot him uh, to three or four times. Um, there's a, a big spray of blood, uh, but nobody notices because of all the bullets and the glass that's flying about. Uh, the guy the guy expires messily on the floor, uh, and then you turn and run into the, the open elevator. Is that right? Yeah, can do. I thought that was the plan was to hide in the elevator afterwards. Your, well, your, li of... your little display updates and it's now up to four. I wonder if this is the number of terrorists that have been killed. It's something. Well, if we're in the lift, as soon as the lift door shut, we should get through the access hatch so we're sitting on top of the lift. Yeah. Are we going to go up... Um, oh, so I'm trying to remember what happened next. What happens next? Um, I know he drags himself in the bathroom because he's, he's cut his foot open, uh, and he rings Al the copper, um, or radios the, the copper. Um, did, did, did the police get there and try to storm the building and get shot? To no, I think that was what the explosion was earlier on. Because they were firing out of the window with the anti-tank missiles, and he dropped that the detonators on the chair to try and kill the guys with the anti-tank missiles.
Right. So, are you just going to cower on top of the lift and, and wait and see what happens? How about we hide out in the um, the car carpool thing down in the in the? Because um... I guarantee you, when we get the carpool, they'll go. You need to get the level fifty nine, and we'll be like, uh, guaranteed. <laughs> Right, so you, you you whisper in this, um, and then you uh, on the top the, the the elevator doors close. You can hear uh, Hans and Carl uh, talking in German accents, uh, and there's a and the elevator starts to go up to the top. Uh, right, and then you hear him say, uh, "Right, Carl." Get all of the uh, get all of the hostages up to the roof. So it's the elevator stops and they get out, um, and you're like obviously you've moved up the building. You're not sure where, so it's probably going to be the same level we started on. Um. So we just climb up one level and get out, or wait? Well, we might as well, because at least then we'll be above them. Right, have we got any updates on the hood yet? Um, not for not for about 20 minutes or so. Um, so you, you, you climb to somewhere safe on the next level up. Um, and then, uh, are, you, are you just hiding in a cupboard, or are you hiding in a corridor, or... Looking out the windows, or well, if, if I'm going to hide Mary... in a cupboard, then janitorial <laughs> cupboards are very well appointed. I'll have you go. <laughs> Andy's got a secret cupboard. He opens it. It's got a little portable TV in and coffee <laughs> 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 coffee maker and stuff. Right. If I remember rightly, if you want to turn the the um, bloody prisoners up one of the stairs. So if we can work out which set of stairs they're going to take them up to the roof, if we go close by that, and then we'll see if anything gets on the hood. And what we could always do is we could always get one of these big tubs of floor wax that's in this cupboard and tip it down the stairs. We know they're going to try and come up. <laughs> just to make life a way bit more difficult for them yeah this will create the uh, deleted scene that was never seen on the DVD cut where they all fall over carry on style yeah <laughs> yep that's the whoop, one whoop. right so you uh, you, you head towards the roof um, the hood updates uh, as you get closer and it says um, uh, free the hostages free the hostages um, you, you, your dolls know where the, the, the roof exit is. Um, and as you get close, you see that the, uh, the door is locked and there are two submachine gun wielding, uh, terrorists on this side of the door. Um, you hear a lot of screaming and people banging on the door. Trying to get out. Uh, 
Right. Um, How wide course, is this corridor? But you, you don't remember seeing these two in the movie, so they're probably okay for you to off. <coughs> Sorry. Um, the corridor is about I mean, the, the, six the feet corridor, wide. The corridor With, leading to the door where these two blokes are stood. It's n- normal six foot wide corridorish length. Right, uh, width, cause sorry. Because I, I was thinking I could whip out me mob. Right. And just sort of wander across the end of the corridor as though I'm as though I'm brushing the floor while whistling. <laughs> I'm not expecting that. And well, then they'll come to uh, see what's going on, and then we yeah, pop from the and sort them out. Well, to be honest, I wasn't expecting it, so. <laughs> well, I hand the gun to um, Flea, because he's got that nice trick shot of being able to shoot two people at the same Yes, he's got his impossible shot. Uh, right, you hand the gun to him. <laughs> and he. <laughs> And he just gets his mop and starts whistling. <laughs> um, you you walk you walk out into the corridor. The corridor actually comes to the bottom. There's some steps. The steps lead up to the the roof exit. Um, so it comes sort of straight to the steps, but then goes round by the side of the steps. And there's like a bit of steps you can hide underneath behind. Um, and these two guys see you. Uh, he shouts, "Halt!" and points his machine gun at you. And they start walking down the the steps towards you. Well, it 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 should be obvious to them I've got a walkman on, so I obviously can't hear what they're saying. So I'll still just keep <laughs> <laughs> just keep casually mopping. Right, the the storm over to you, and one of you one of them grabs you by the arm, um, and so that you'll look up at him. Uh, and he says something. Fast is lost. Uh, grabs you roughly. I'll just hold a finger up, and I shall switch the Walkman off. Take the headphones off my ears and go. What? <laughs> this little guy looks at his looks at his companion. He's like, uh, and he looks really angry, as if to say, "Don't you realise I'm the one that's holding the machine gun?" <laughs> and he sort of prods you with it. I pull a cloth off my belt and polish the end of the barrel with it. <laughs> Okay. And I just, just look up at him and smile while thinking, any time, lads, any time. Right. Okay, I tried and burst out laughing. And he begins to polish, polish the gentleman's barrel. Um, right, so you're up, Bracey, so what, what are we going to do here? Right. I'm going to try and get a... Can I get a possible shot using the stunt where I'll be able to get both of these guys with one bullet through the back of the head? Yeah, both of them through the back of the head. Is it going to rebound off something else? Like, well, no, I just want an angle where they're standing in front of each other. So if I put your put it through the back of the head through one, it's going to go straight through the head of the other guy without hitting Andy. Right. Well, the angle's pretty bad. So what you'd have to do is uh, sprint and then dive along the floor that Andy's just polished and slide along the floor, right, to get in just the right position to, to fire and hit both of them. <gasps> Because that's just like in an 80s action movie, isn't it? Yes, it is. And that'll be easy because this floor's nice and slippy now. Yeah, because Andy's been polishing it. Right, then I pop my aspect. Right, okay, go ahead. Uh, Give us a roll. Uh, What is this, a careful roll or is it? uh... Oh, yes. Ooh, I'll pop a fair point on that one. 
Right, so you get um, you get your aspect as well, which is another plus two. Oh yeah, um, and these are just—they're not expecting it. So it's a forceful, which is just emptying the damage. Right, so you have to beat a one. So you get plus two for that, and now you spend a fate point for your eighties action movie. So you get another plus two. Yeah. So that's a plus six. Uh, that's five shifts of damage. Um, they've got. Uh, they can take two hits each. So, yes, you succeed. Uh, you slide along the floor. Uh, they see you at the last second, uh, look confused, uh, and you, you fire your gun. It goes straight through the head of one and into the head of the other one, and they both simultaneously just, like, fall dead at, at Andy's feet. Sorry it took so long, old boy. Don't give it another thought. I had the bleeding all over your floors. <laughs> Sorry about the mess. Right, so you notice the fire door's got a big um, padlock that, that, that shouldn't normally be there, but they've padlocked the door shut. And there's also, obviously, two bodies and two submachine guns lying on the floor. I'll roll the gun back to Davy. I'll pick up one of the submachine guns, and I'll search the body for the key for the padlock. Right, you find the key to the padlock, and each of them's got a walkie talkie as well. I'll take, I'll take one of them. And they have matching wristwatches. Mm, I'll take a wristwatch as well. Like really expensive wristwatches. Well, it would be rude not to, wouldn't it? Right, so you loot them, uh, and where do you hide the bodies? Just out of curiosity, they're not carrying wallets other than we're going to make it look like a mug and gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they are carrying wallets, yes. So, and they just like casually... Not anymore, they're not. Empties these wallets. We'll, we'll shove them under the stairs. Right, you shove the bodies under the stairs and press you, you find the thingy for the padlock. On the other side of the right. door, you hear you screaming and then you hear high-caliber gunfire. Um, uh, I'll go open the door as fast as I can. Right, you open the door and then you jump over the railing out of the way as the door bursts open and there's a stream of people comes pouring down the stairs. Uh, you, Dave, and, and Andy duck under the stairs so you're out of shot for the camera um, as, the, as those people <laughs> run past. Um, and then uh, it, it takes a couple of minutes and then there's a, a huge explosion comes from above you. Uh, the uh, there's a big flash of light through the door. The people get the safety though, um, and uh, basically the, the the there's a big explosion as the roof goes up. And you you look round, you see through the window behind you, there's a helicopter <coughs> on fire just falling out of the sky. <laughs> right. I noticed what never got credited on the end titles of this. I did, uh, and just as you're watching, you just see. Uh, McLean come <coughs> diving past the window with a, a fire hose tied to him and he just disappears past the level of the window. That's gonna hurt. Do you think we need to go down a couple of levels? <laughs> I am probably gonna have a window to clean now, and all, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to pick, you've got a lot of broken glass to pick up. Right, so you uh, you head back out of the way that the hostages all go streaming. Uh, it's not clear where they go because most of the elevators were turned off. 
Uh, but you assume they just disappear like cockroaches into the building because nobody's sure how they they appear back at the bottom floor again. But they do. Uh, uh, you head down. You head down two levels, um, and then you find uh, like shards of broken glass all over the floor next to one of the windows. Uh, and uh, it's almost as if somebody is swung in through the window after shooting bullet holes into it. I'll I'll, I'll put up some of that yellow and black stripey tape so nobody just like <laughs> walked out with open window. <laughs> Love it. So he's like, just goes, bear with. And he's just like, <laughs> putting <laughs> danger. <laughs> so, oh, when I killed it, when I off these two tourists, did the cabinet go up on my hood? It did, yes. Uh, so you're on five now. <sighs> I can't remember what I'm next. Is it the end? Is it the end game? Or is there a bit before it? Uh. Right. Uh, again, you get a few minutes to catch your breath before your uh, your hood updates. Um, I'll listen on the radio, see if anything's coming through. Uh, yes, you hear somebody saying, go and get the ambulance. Um, and then you... Uh, hear somebody else saying that they're in the vault. And uh, finally, you, you hood updates, and it says um, you have to save Carl. He's the guy we gave the detonators to, wasn't it? Oh, oh, Carl, Carl, oh. Carl is the Bit, the one with the long blonde hair with the stairwell. Oh, all right. I'll, if I remember right, he should be hanging from a stairwell with a bloody metal chain wrapped around his neck about now. Right. So you, you go scotting down the stairs, like several circular stairs. Uh, you get quite a few floors down, uh, and then, sure enough, you find Carl hanging by a chain, uh, with apparently with his neck broken, like hanging. Uh, he's a good, like, 20 feet up in the air. Right, can we release the chain anywhere? Uh, it doesn't look like it from what I remember. He sort of sl- slung the chain along a bit like uh, the way you do with blinds. All right, we look around. Is there anywhere we can get to him or get him across to a level where we can reach him or what? Uh, he's about 25 foot up in the air. I don't know. I'm waiting for you to come up with a plan. I just looked at the the the, the film and went, "How the can he get up there?" I've got absolutely no idea. I but didn't he? Didn't he? It wasn't one of those like um. It was like a, a, a chain, chain lifting chain. thing, but yeah, on a runner. But he he run along, he ran along, and then like through the chain and Colin, that he like slid along to the end of the chain. Well, there must be a way to get it back, whether it's through like you know an automatic one of those. You know, up down thingies, or it'll have a manual. I think it was a manual pulley chain. Like I said, it's it seemed to be kind of like a, a giant set of blinds on chains. All right, Carl, can I see anything dangling that I can pull on back? And you know, is there any little chain hanging down for a retrieval chain or what? Hang on. 
we should still have our bag lift in pasta drain in the hoja thing. Yes. <laughs> if you use this rule of, um, what's it called? Screen stuff. Sorry, the word's just gone completely. <clears throat> packing, uh, like that packing screen stuff. Tie it round that and try and loop that round the chain and then pull it in that way. Or did that not make any sense? No, no, that, that, no, it did. that it made did. sense. So, Perfect. so who's going to try this? So, you, 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 you tie up the, um, the infamous pasta thing. You should, everybody should always carry one of these things from now on. I could do a careful aim, but a careful a three. Yes, we will have to carry one of those pasta things at all times because you know forks are just so last year. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, Bracey takes careful aim with a pasta strainer. Uh, I, I take careful aim. I do the old push the glasses at the bridge of my nose. Yeah. Stick my tongue out, aim. Hopefully, get, I might get a plus one and carefully go for the chin. Right, okay. Oh, it's good. Right, he, he hurls the pasta strainer, and what are you trying to wrap it around? Um, anything that I can get to pull him along to the uh, the level where we can reach him, him or the chain above him, whatever's easiest. Right. Uh, okay. So it, it catches it catches in the chain, uh, the long dangly bit, uh, and you manage to drag it along just far enough so you can grab hold of the chain and, and pull his his body uh, to the end. Um, and as much as I wanted to make you wear a blonde wig and have to pretend to be Carl at the end. Not <laughs> because he gets shot. Exactly. Uh, right, so you managed to pull him along far enough so you can like unhook him and, and drop him down onto the stairs. Uh, but he's not breathing. He, for some reason, still has all of his machine gun, but he's not breathing. Oh, oh, I'm going to sort that out. Don't you worry. Bastard's trick coming. Right. So. I'm going to strip his weapon down, pull the firing pin out, put it back together again. <laughs> or even if he really stands up at the end and goes, goes to shoot McLean, if the timeline changes, he still go, click, and he'll go, crap. Right. So. Okay, who's doing the CPR, Davy? Yeah, I'll do the CPR. I reckon that's going to be clever. 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 Spend the fear point. Right, and what are you spending this? Oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh nice one, David. Oh. Right, right. Dead, call me Jesus because he's back to life. Yes, he, <laughs> he, he was literally dead, but um, Dave gives him the kiss of life and pounds on his chest, uh, and Carl's eyes begin to flutter back into consciousness. His neck's at a funny angle. Um, but he seems to be waking, waking up. Uh, right, Bracey, can you make us a quick roll, please, as you quickly try to strip the rifle down and, and whip the firing pin out? What? Yeah, so Bracey uh, in the background with his back to him, so no hands, strips his stare down uh, and pulls the firing pin and then puts it back together. Uh, uh, and then Carl is, is very sort of uh, disoriented, and he's like, what, what, what happened? 
someone do a really crap German accent, then we'll run off. So, come on. I, 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 no, I want to hear this crap German accent. Come on. Well, I don't know. It's going to be somebody with a... No, no. Who's going to do it? Come on. Just somebody give me a crap German accent with an excuse on. What? What is happening? Yeah, yeah. Knock me. Knock me. Groover, <laughs> 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 So I shout in a German accent, Groover, ambulance, now! Much snap! <laughs> I don't know what's the big boobies! <laughs> right, Brazy, you're holding his gun. I'll just drop it down beside him, and then we'll run off up the stairs. And <laughs> <laughs> you drop the gun. Um, and you run up off the, you run up the stairs and hide round the corner, like round the corner of the spiral stair. Uh, uh, he, he, he's obviously confused uh, as he's, has he's been dead for quite some time and David brought him back to life. And he picks his gun up and just goes, McLean! And then like he gets up and staggers off down the stairs. Uh, right. So now what do you do? Do you wait or do you follow him down or? He's going. To, oh, I don't know. Um, because I thought he was bought out in a body bag. Yeah, he was in the original oh, movie. I'm this is I'm the director's cut now. <laughs> yeah, in a body bag while still holding his machine gun. <laughs> like what? Right, I think we're up to the finale, so I think we'll head up to where. The main level was because I think it's the McLean Gruber shooter now. Well, that actually happened in the basement. Um, so basically, it? it did, yeah, because they went down into the vault. Oh no, the vault was on the thirtieth floor, so they went oh, up to the say, vault. Yeah. Um, so you had a quite a big fall. Yes, it was the thirtieth floor. So basically, uh, you're not getting updated. You do get another point on your score, bringing you up to six, whatever that number is. Uh, you, you run up to the 30th floor uh, just in time you, you sneak around the corner just in time to see McLean uh, with a gun gaffer tape to his back for the plus one um, and Hans Hans Gruber's there and uh, there's Eddie who is the American one so McLean uh, he has a bit of a dialogue with Gruber uh, and then he, he pulls his gun and he goes to shoot Eddie, but it it looks like he's just missed. Um, he aims to shoot him in the head and just misses. Who's who's got guns? Me. All of us. All of us. They got two machine submachine guns, and I've got a pistol. Right, because McLean normally uh, it would shoot Eddie and kill him, but it looks like he's just missed. But Dave, if you do a quick draw, you can, you can do a quick draw and then you can plug them between the head, between the ears. Yeah, I'll spend them. Right, so that's that's a three. Right, so that's enough. So Dave uh, sees sees McLean go to shoot 
uh, and instantly whips his gun out. McLean actually misses, but Dave fires so quickly that the bullet goes straight between Eddie's eyes and his corpse <laughs> falls to the ground without anybody noticing. Um, and, uh, and then you uh, you see the final fight on, on the 30th floor uh, as, as Hans Gruber goes out of the window, uh, oh, grabs on the expensive wristwatch, and then he just... Uh, the watch comes free and he plummets to his death. Oh, one interruption, Rich. Yeah. Just before he plummets to death, I'll open the window and as he falls fast, I'll throw um, English and German translation book to him. <laughs> <laughs> right, Hans Gruber is plummeting to the ground and like as he's going past this window, opens, Tiff sticks his head out the window. <laughs> Watches him fall past. No, it just speaks English. No, I'm throwing English translation dictionary. <laughs> and I'll shoot past if your brother's next. Right. So he disappears down, and as that happens, uh, you get that that strange uh, feeling that means that you're going to do a, a jump. Um, uh, as you're jumping out, you just get a vision uh, downstairs of. Uh, Carl pulls his stare out, goes to shoot uh, McLean. Uh, it goes click. Carl looks confused, as if that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> and then, and then the copper shoots Carl dead again. Um, <laughs> and then you uh, you disappear. You reappear in zero zero in a coffin. Uh, you slide the glass and metal coffins back, uh, and as it do. You hear the sounds of uh, partying and and the coffin room is strung with tinsel and a large Christmas tree hangs in the corner. The room is filled with partying people holding drinks and around the walls the monitors are lit up showing scenes of different realities. In one, a team is attempting to reunite a lost elf with his father. In another, a team is attempting to prove an old man in a suit is the real Santa Claus. And in a third, a Valkyrie team is defending a suburban house in which it appears there is only a small child. <laughs> On one wall, there's a large chalkboard filled with odds and someone is taking bets. Rose Wilde, with a, uh, a Christmas party hat on, uh, is holding a large paper cup filled with alcohol, standing next to Turberian. They're both laughing and she, she approaches the party. Uh, do you remember Tiberius? He was your the guy from the original Apple Lane one. Really? She says, "Welcome back to the Christmas party. Everybody gets a day off at Christmas, and offers you a large cup of alcohol." I don't in one. She says, well, Tiberius' uh, simulation hack for Apple Inn was, was such a great success, uh, we decided to set it up as the entertainment for the Christmas party. So uh, we set up everybody in the virtual entertainments for the different movies, uh, and we're taking bets on who will get the most points. <laughs> uh, and she says, and you got six, uh, which currently puts you... Uh, tied with uh, the team who was defending the ha- the house of the small child with from the two robbers. Um, so, if you, somebody would like to roll me a fate dice with a bonus of six, and I will roll for the team that are in Home Alone. 
to see whether you win or not. Because you're currently tied. Oh, so they only got a four. Who wants to do it? Who's feeling lucky? You can always throw two fair points into it, Andy. You can, you, you can throw a fair point for a re-roll. No, so you're neck and neck with the uh, the team in Home Alone, um, but unfortunately, uh, at the last minute, uh, one of the wet bandits actually manages to grab Kevin and drags him out of the house, and everybody in the room goes, oh, like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and as their counter goes down, minus two, uh, uh, your, you, your team's declared the winner. It's like, yes! <laughs> so... <laughs> So everybody hands you uh, more drinks, the the proper party hat on your uh, thing, uh, and Tiberius, who was your arch enemy, um, but Rose says uh, uh, he's such a fantastic hacker that he actually seems to have found his place, um, and he set this up for the Christmas party. Uh, Tiberius comes over where he's once your enemy, and you had a, a water polo game against him. Uh, he offers you a salute. He's still got the blonde buzz cut. Uh, <laughs> but he offers you a salute and cracks a smile and says Merry Christmas Merry Christmas <laughs> and you have won the Christmas Die Hard Tournament <laughs> that was hilarious thank you for listening to an old men play podcast music is by Tony Liam and is used with his express permission this is a Creative Commons licensed podcast, Sunrise Reserved.